0: is your boy Vance B. It's your boy Amad, and this is the Record Report season two. Round of applause! Round of applause! And we coming out the gates with some fresh fire for your ass to start the new year. We are taking a look back at a super cultural gem. Of the blog era, schoolboy cues setback.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's go, season two.
2: Got the baddest hoes, got the finest weed. Everywhere I go, they know who I be. Hey, now take a picture. Hey. Hey. Now let me be. Let me do me, let me be a fiend and I'm shooting up, every day I'm trying to ball With my little china dog, got my back like spinal cord Put that pistol on me, yeah that 45, Nigga feelin' do a die, fuck tryna to be unified She over there, wanna be over there So I pull her head, fuck her from the red end Cause she there, how are you? Shit, I go by Q, hey ho Like a mama. Like I'm these people idoli. And I won't
1: let nothing get in my way. It ain't a thing, we do this all
2: the time. Got another one, switch another one. Off that end up. That's my medicine, need a bigger lungs. Fame going to my head, call it wisdom. Now I need rats. Yeah, done, uh, yeah. you chewing gum, always hold your tongue, yeah. never spit it out, we finna like cobras, huh, uh, uh, we soldiers, huh, uh, you know this time, has uh, the tails money flipping to them quotas done, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, until my single come, uh, yeah. be the devil's son, uh, yeah. devil's work. work, getting worked, work. hallelujah, uh, hope the Lord alerts, yeah. do a soul search, uh, understand my heart's good, but my... I got bitches on my right, gangsters on my left. Everybody fully loaded, better watch your stats. You keep running your mouth for I'm hiding where you slept. Bet you be hard, hard and die for fucking with a rat. Do this for my niggas. but they say it's worth. It. So I don't leave the studio now until it's perfect. Can't you see I'm grinding? Can't you see I'm working? Down to get this motherfucker alive and that's for certain. Slipping on that lean. Same color as Easter. This week Halloween. Hi, it's nice to meet ya. Check it out, my kilo. It's on another up. Cop a hundred kilo. spin it with my brother. I got a hundred motherfuckers and it's crack.
0: Everybody do know my situation what's happening? All right So Setbacks is a uh, Schoolboy Q's debut mixtape album um it released in 2011 and had features from many future stars including Kendrick Lamar, including J Rock, Ab Soul, Janae Iko along with many more um this album was one of uh, uh, the the building blocks for TDE's uh, rise to fame, especially in the early to the well the late 2009s or the late 2000s, excuse me, or the early 2010s, and um, had production from many uh, well, many producers, including uh, Lord Quest, Soundwave. Let me see. Oh shit and many more so Ahmad what did you think about setbacks as you listen for uh damn about a good week now yeah man um it was a lot of fun you know um I got to
1: relive some of the things that really stuck out with T and I can't wait to really discuss it in detail they definitely came with their own West Coast sound which is very refreshing and um you know, last time we talked about another West Coast album with Nipsey House of the Marathon. And it's really refreshing to talk about the other side of that West Coast emergence. Um, that wasn't Nipsey or people who like that it was TDE and how they approached it and some of their creativity. And I think Setbacks was right after Kendrick Lamar's, um, project that had songs like. Michael Jordan was pretty big for him. And it kind of showed people that TDE was not just Kizik Lamar, not just J-Rock, who did receive some success and he was signed to a label. Um, and Soul, who put out um, Long Term Mentality 2, I believe, mm. before this. No, Long Term Mentality was after. But he did a project before this. Okay. And this, honestly, this album was the first Album than TDE because they were one of the first people to say we're not going to put out free mixtapes. We put our stuff on streaming services, on iTunes, and you have to pay for it. But then also, like I remember, I remember the night the week it came out, Schoolboy 2 Q went up, by the put it on free on Twitter mm-hmm. after it had been out for a few days. So they were encouraging from early on fans to buy their that music. Um, and I think the last free project they put out was probably. Kendrick Lamar's OD. Cause um yeah, I think I think Kendrick Lamar, OD, Kendrick Lamar, LP, whatever that one that was. Yeah. The LP was the free one. OD was going to pay for. what well, they put it on stream. Well, my whole point is it's the for It's been T D E so I separate themselves from everybody else and stop saying we're gonna put out free bodies of work that we are putting on albums and they they approach it as such. And I was looking back on it, it was a really great move for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good move for TDE as well. Um, especially at the time where like many artists were just giving their out their album out for free, just due to the fact that you had platforms like Dat Piff uh that allow artists to put their stuff out and then receive a lot of um attention if their music was able to kind of span across uh the nation, especially at a time where like we said many times before in the previous season that you would have to go and look for your music and look for these different projects. So I feel like we're gonna talk about that as we continue. Um, but to start it off, uh <laughs> we're gonna start it off with my first uh, uh selection in the top five. And I'm just gonna come out the gate with the motherfucking track right here. Fig get the money.
2: Flow is in the pocket like wallets, I got the bounce like hydraulics, I can't call it, I got the swerve like alcohol, fuck that, fear get the money shooting dice, what they hitting for hookers out to selling pussy, money trade for intercourse, every corner liquor store laundromat, liquor store, laundromat, liquor store, EBT accepted more. churches across for motels, lord knows pussy sales, churches across for motels lord knows pussy sales, domino's pizza huts, coke 45 cans the old heads drunk enough, dollar half the dollar, on lottery, that shit be adding up Skittles from Vietnam, better yet the Every day used to be a ball player, see how things evolve later Four locals for the young locals, nicks cash in my check For white tees. don't fuck with Melrose, just Metros PCS's, you get the message, good investments in my direction Fear get the money, yeah, fear get the money, yeah Fear get the money, yeah, fear get the money, yeah Rain, sleep, snow, turn July to December, yeah Fear get the money, yeah, fear get the money, yeah Fear get the money, yeah, fear get the money, yeah
0: Really good opening. I remember last season um, when we had Phenom Black on the show uh, uh, for AZ. He was talking about just how raw fig get the money was, and like just going back into it was just oh god, it was so cold. As somebody that's listening to a lot of rap these days, it is—it's it's crazy how like you listen to this song damn near 10 years after it dropped or 10 years after it dropped and it still sounds as rich as it did when it first came out and like one of the reasons why this is probably one of my favorite songs off the album is not only it it kind of shows you the kind of persona that you know schoolboy q is giving you not only like kind of like the dark and raw side that's associated with you know what he's done before but it kind of shows you a little bit of the humor that he has and that he you know as as he continues out not only this project but then his musical catalog I felt like it was a really good introduction to not only the album setbacks but then also Schoolboy Q in general just due to the sheer fact that it was such a perfect blend of the lyrical talent that he truly has, the, the 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 topic that he's covering and using these different these different uh, ways of eating as kind of like a cancer to the community that he's living in and how he's experiencing it, and then also being able to add a little humor just like Jehovah's with me, Let me call the blind so I can get high, nigga, free of my mind. Like, let me close the blind so I can get high, nigga, free of my mind. Like, that shit is hard. And to start it, just to start your project out and setbacks being one of those building blocks to his career as we see it now, is this is like an essential Schoolboy Q song, you know, that you would want to listen to if you want to introduce somebody to him and showing him how raw he truly is
1: yeah man that's that is a great point because i felt like this song was the song that really introduced you to that schoolboy that you're describing before this um we weren't too familiar with him you know he was on overly dedicated i mean I was the mass public if he was really really key to the underground l.a scene we were but me and you was on over, over on the east coast so we weren't really that okay, knowing everything so the first time I think I really really heard him was probably, was it orally dedicated on or Michael Jordan?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Holy I mean, shit! Yeah. I mean, go ahead. No, no had- I'm trying to think because you might know think i better than me. He he had mixtapes in the past because, like, yeah, you know, I'm like Schoolboy Q is one of my favorite rappers. Like, he had a mixtape so- in the past, but it wasn't. Yeah 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 but it wasn't um it wasn't as dark or it wasn't as gripping as setbacks, especially at the time setbacks came out, which was monumental for where TV- yeah was. i mean
1: I, I didn't hear gangster and soul until after setbacks um I remember seeing mm-hmm. it on dub CNN and I saw the cover I' like I'm not listening to this. Oh, like the, 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 the cover was corny um, if I'm not mistaken that's when he was still yeah. with um, Tiger um, Kent stuff like that so I really mm. did being online. Um, and I remember I went back and listened to it and it was dope like it wasn't at nowhere as near as it was as, as setbacks was you can kind of can tell that the chemistry that they all built together as a group um, and how it Create, how it pushed them creatively to make better music, I think. Setbacks was, but the but it didn't sound the same. Like setbacks did not sound like overly dedicated. It did not sound like what was Absol's first real joint. I remember, Absol had a tape before them. I want to say long term.
0: Uh, before
1: um, long term, but long term wasn't it was a trilogy or a series, right?
0: What was it called? Yeah, yeah. It was a series. I thought at first it was like like long long term mentality yeah, too, but I, I was long, wrong. Yeah, I'm listening to him on long
1: term, cause I listened to long term, cause long term had yeah. um as on coming. I know what song that is anyway. I listened to long term too. That's when I probably our first heard Schoolboy Q. But when I heard him on, on Michael Jordan, I was mm. like, man, that is really he really killed that verse. It got me walking I like my shit don't stink. That, that 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 was that that was a great introductory verse, and that we get to you know his own project. I did not listen to J Rock's Black Friday. I'm looking at it now. What okay, came? I listen to Black Friday. I, I like J Rock, but I was not. He was the first one out the gate, and I I kind of think he took a, like a lot of flack for T D. Anyway,
0: and to be honest. I'm gonna be real, I'm gonna be really funky with you. I really think that album is underrated. In some cases, like, I think that they had to learn how to, like, they had to learn through J Rock how to work with these record labels and also find a sound that works for them. But when I was even listening to it in college, like, at the time, it wasn't that bad of an album. Like, um, one of the songs where it was a party song because I played it during kickbacks. And then they had this, like, he was able to secure a song with Rick Ross and then put him on a song, put J-Rock on a song with Rick Ross and BJ the Chicago Kid at a time where they were still kind of figuring themselves out. And for J-Rock specifically, it took him a while to really, like, kind of blossom into, like, what he is now. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah, man. I mean, like, I I think J-Rock's out, like, Follow Me Home was kind of underrated and like that's debatable but at the same time like to listen to it back then and to listen to it now it was like yo this ain't as bad as like people were saying like it technically it it was a disappointment compared to the fame that they thought they that they were able to get with J-Rod but it just kind of helped them figure out what they wanted to do when moving forward with these record labels and I think they had like a short documentary on like how they walked away from Dev Jam in order to kind of go back to being independent and kind of build their platform up following uh, J-Rock leaving yeah, the right now.
1: No, uh, I agree. Uh, but back to the song. Uh, I like about the song of a few things. Um, I like Schoolboy's flow. It was because it, it's different than a way it's very memorable for all the flows that he has. Um, Fig, get the money. Fig the, on the hook was cool. And he was... Schoolboy is very clever. You don't think he get props to that when he says certain things and how it connects to other things. And I think there are certain bars through this album, through the song, that really... um, Like, churches cross from the motels, Lord knows pussy cells. He says it twice. Churches cross from the motels, Lord knows pussy cells. Like, that is... It's clever because, you know, motels or the Lord. Like, I thought that was pretty clever. Um, mm. Yeah, man, I, I like the song. It was a great intro. Um, it was a it was a great way to introduce you to school with And I can't wait to talk about more songs on here. But this is a great intro. And it's one of my favorite um, schoolboy songs.
0: Mm. Facts. Oh, remember when he performed this? Uh, the first time Kendrick Lamar came to D.C. Did we? Was that this? That was a Nightmare on Sixth Street. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. That was the second time. That was when Habits and Contradictions came out. But the first time Kendrick Lamar came to D.C., I remember this was around the time yeah, of Section Eighty. Yep, I remember, and. Yeah, and like Schoolboy Q came out and people didn't really know Schoolboy like that. He just came out and performed his songs. And even when like people were listening to like Free Get the Money, they didn't know what was going on, but they knew that the song was like jamming, especially the energy Q brought to the performance in general. But like, I think one thing, and I'm probably going to say this a lot more throughout the project. Like one thing that I didn't really pick up was how good this shit was going to sound with the speakers actually blasting because like it's one thing to hear somebody's music when they're in a live performance and if the crowd i'm, I'm sorry but to, to add up to what dave said in the past fans are stupid so like they're going to stick with the person that they come out for and then they usually forget about the people that are opening for them but like the energy that he provided i was like there got to be something good with this dude's music and then the follow up with the quality of setbacks and the, the the energy that he actually gave you when he did Fig get the money, shit, dog. Yeah, <laughs> it's killer. Like it's killer.
1: The the but. intro, the flow was in the pocket. Like, while I was stuck up the bus like hydraulics, it's the old play on the Conjure, Kanye song, I can't call. It. Like I swear, like I could fuck yeah. that Fig get the money shooting dice. What they hitting for? I was dope because he he did a little play on Kanye's from um Get Him High to um yeah. fig get the money i thought that was really cool man and uh uh stuff like that will make you like schoolboy curious because he if you watch his interviews you know we actually interviewed him even though it never got released because it was a college stuff and we knew how we was doing that was a fun interview he wanted <laughs> just <laughs> cracking jokes on us him and Absol. um but yeah man i, I actually really like the song and i think it's a if, if it was a great way to become a schoolboy Q, Q fan.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. side note uh one, I was incorrect about the, the label he was signed to. He was actually signed to Strange Music, uh J Rock for yeah. Follow Me Home and his previous project, Black Friday. He was
1: signed before then, too, though. Yeah,
0: and uh number th- Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. I forgot the regular label that yeah, he, he was, was to signed school- to before that his though.
1: first joint. Remember the Lil Wayne song? I'm not grinding till i um, yeah yeah that was an 08 yeah that was an 08 oh, and wow. he was on Strange yeah. Music in 2010 because I remember them talking about um, yeah. them going on tour and seeing how the tour business is lucrative. Can remember the interview? They was like they were with uh, Tech Nine, the whole TDE, and they were seeing how Strange Music has built like an empire before everybody knew it. Off touring and merch, and they, they picked up a lot of those habits from doing that. And that was like in 2010. But he was signed in 08 with another legal. I can't remember what it was called. I'm sure we can look at it up right now, but I really don't want to. Um yeah.
0: Also, um, figured the money was sampled by dreams by Stark Reality. So that that the sample was also super dope too, in the way that they they bounced it and merged it as well. But that was just a side note.
1: Oh, my turn got I go that sure. far. Kamikaze.
0: Woo!
1: And you know, ahead, Kamikaze G. comes from two suicide planes, an yeah. airplane pilot who kills himself in the time of war. um, Because uh, with the intent of, I'd rather inflict as much damage as possible. I don't want to be captured. I'd rather you know, die than be captured, right? So this song, and I, I interpreted it as such. I'm not sure you have, but he was talking about growing up in um, where he's from, and having to do whatever it takes to get out. Because he rather, in a sense, you know, die trying. And how this links the, the lifestyle you come into, growing up where you come from, and the hard stuff you deal with. Um, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get out and, and fuck as much damage as whatever it takes to be successful. The first verse, you hear like the little dandam, like that's my old like, war uh, sack, from like an old war movie, like a documentary or whatever. And this comes out, he's like, tired living on no care. I ain't fucking with welfare, but it's wrapped down. Hell's near, shrimp on every corner like fountains near. It's crazy. G Rock, Mountaineer, Chunks Coats, so a cop, will wear. Double up, Rock Aware, which is funny. He's talking about crack, like Coke? He says Rock Aware because it's rock. Win or lose, none of spare. Blackjack, 60 pair, 20 rounds, to the head, whole clip, strike the day. I don't know, man. I I felt like he was, uh, it was vivid. It was grimy. Um, and I, I kind of felt like, you know, I, I enjoyed some of the grimy. West Coast rap. Sometimes you don't get that. Sometimes you get a lot of times you get the the fly partying, da 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 da. But this this, this felt like hoodie LA music. Uh, Like if you guys are going to wear Tim's in LA, you'll be listening to this and you better rob somebody. Um, uh, Second verse niggas welcome to hell kitchen. Prayer is missing. Doing good has no intention with the shit that I'm kicking. What? Heaven's too far from forgiving. I mean, those are all the kamikaze things. Like, I'm willing to do whatever it allows me to do so I can get out of the situation. If that means i got to give it all up to get out, man. Still, this ether, that pyromaniac, give me this piece of ancient badass. that ass. The newest tax is getting cash, Smoking hair and something that. that. Um, yeah, man. That's one thing about Schoolboy Q that was always like evident from listening to him, his ability to be like very oh. vivid in his rhymes. Um, he can include humor. Um, he can paint a picture where you can like he can emulate some of the pain. He all he often talked about how Fifty Cent is his favorite, one of his favorite rappers, and you hear it. So if you mm-hmm. listen to it, the thing I love about TDE is all of them. Sound different, but they have chemistry where they all flow together and then they're all telling yep. similar stories from a similar city, but it's mm-hmm. different. Um, and that's one thing about TV. I also like, I love Wu Tang. I love this, might be the best example. I love Wu Tang, but Wu Tang together, a lot of them still sound, sounded similar. You can, you, there's like a Wu Tang sound. And I feel like TDE does not have a TDE sound because each individual artist was that their own individual sound they were looking for, even though sometimes you probably would have used similar producers. Um, and I think that is a, it was a big benefit to them because that allowed for them when it was time to expand and sign Isaiah Rashad's and his the scissors and people like that outside of that realm, outside of that core of four who first started. And this is one of my favorite joints. Uh, this is, like, he has, like, a lot of, like, I want to do some push-ups, work out, run through a wall type music, and I love it. But it's also, like, it's a message in there
2: to live in no health care I ain't fucking with welfare but the strap down, hell's near Sherm on every corner like fountains near G-Rod, mountain Trump, coach, chopperware Double up, rock away. Win or lose, nothing's fair Blackjack, stay prepared 20 rounds, one in the head Whole clip, straight to bed Breaking news, fuck the feds. Couple oaks, Simon Says Through the job, nothing says Neighbor seen this shit for years Hopped out, out of range Close up, not a stain, Got he main shit back, train train he, uh, yeah,
1: how
2: to yeah. yeah. nigga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nigga welcome to hell's kitchen. Prayer's missing. And do my good with no intentions yeah. With the shit that I'm kicking, heaven's too far for forgiving Just stuck on a mission Choppers by the windows, see the silhouette Just like I'm heading fishing Pay your rent or you meet your solely fiction you. Reap the reaper, deliver death like serving pizza Don't piece shell crack like Sunday Easter And feel this ether, pyromaniac You niggas keesas, ain't shit but ass New attached, we scheming cash Smoking hash, we let it ask Off a dime like Steve Nash 22 by my lower calf Still a heart, we squeezing blast <laughs>
0: That shit was hard, bro. That shit was so motherfucking hard. I swear for God. Like, I I remember, and you saw me play lacrosse back at Morgan, but, like, I think that junior year, senior year, was probably, like, one of my best years technically, and, like, that was the song that I played before because the um, position that I had um, for many people that don't play lacrosse Um, I played defense. uh, So I was one of the guys with the long poles and I also played crease. So like in order for you to play this position, not only do you have to be able to be good with the stick skills, but then you also have to launch your body at people if they um, do what they call a fast break. So kind of like basketball, if you run to the other side, that's a fast break, but they can actually score on you. So I was literally that person who was the last line of defense or the first who had to kind of, you know, defend the team as we try to fix our defense and i use that song in the playlist because that's what the fuck i was literally doing and i just remember so many days i played this whether it was before practice or or before games and like schoolboy q like the, the the energy the raw energy that he had and like the fucking sample like the samples some obscure shit by the way it is Paul, uh, oh, good Lord. So I think it is Paul Galat and Paul Piat. Le Faux de Soleil. I hope I said that right because I'm trying to get my, you know, get my French up. But um, that's a dancing, that's a dancing kind of a disco folk song. That's not even like any war polish shit. But like, I think we really need to give credit to not only Q when it comes to the energy that he brings to the beat, but then also Willie B and um, and and Ali for being able to to supply the sonic uh, aspect of the song in order for it to be as raw as it is. I also like the fact that like Schoolboy Q finishes off his second verse. Um, I think that's one of my favorite parts of the song because, like you mentioned before, he he knows how he he has really good chemistry with not only um, TDE members. That's that's kind of a given, especially due to the fact that like Black Hippie is something like a, a group that the world wanted to see have a project at one point. But then what I liked about Schoolboy Q is each feature that he will hop on, he will always name drop an album, a song, a character in each song. And it's, it goes back to what you said about like, uh, a lot of TDE members kind of like creating their stories but it, it seemed like he reached out for the fourth wall and said "Eminem's my limit slim we ain't got we ain't the same no synonym no them. getting in like Lucifer down in Dirty Emperor with hell's demons and angels tat sent for you and then all of a sudden you say <laughs> <laughs> and like, of course, I'm saying it. And I'm saying it like a lame ass nigga. But when you actually hear it, and like, you know that at this time, Schoolboy was like trying to prove himself, even though he was still associated with one of the best, you know, uh, 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 uh how shall I say, it? um, one of the best collectives in the rap scene at this time. Like, you could see that he was hungry, and like. You can kind of see it throughout this entire project, but then he hits—he hits you with the finishing. I major in your minister, left his ass wholly by the minister in Mortal Kombat finisher. Of course, bringing it back to my favorite pastime—fucking video games with Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah, this this song was so hard, and it was really hard for me to choose this out of my top five, just due to the fact that like many of these songs are associated with previous uh, uh, memories, but yeah, man, this, this takes me back, this song takes me back to the field, man, this, this song takes me back to giving people fear on the field, and I, I loved, I loved the many memories that were associated with it at the time, so, yeah, really good decision.
1: That's the, that's the, that's the fun part of music, you know, it takes you back to those, uh, certain moments, and, uh, I'm, I'm happy we get to revisit such a, such a, it's a fun album, man phenomenal this 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 is what I was like oh this this would made me I didn't love I enjoy I didn't love Absol's first hate uh the first hate that I listened to long term I thought it was cool but I wasn't like blown over like I was when he put out the um what's the one with Danny Brown on it?
0: Um control system oh yeah yeah that's his Yeah.
1: Question. control system that's another yeah I was like man this dude is crazy I like long term mentality, but before before this, I only heard the first long term two, and it was cool. It wasn't like nothing. I enjoyed overly dedicated. I enjoyed Kendrick Memoir EP, but I always but I felt like the TDE. Like I thought, I was like, man, Kendrick is going to be the starter group. But when I heard this, I was like, man, oh, schoolboy, schoolboy might be got it too. So it was really mm-hmm. dope, man. Uh, what's your uh, next one?
0: My next one is Birds and the Bees. <laughs> Ooh, I oh, that. yeah. yes, yeah. Man, that shit, once again, another really good song from Schoolboy Q that not only showcases the energy and the hunger that he's had at this period in time, because around this time, I don't think he was like, I'm not going to say he was like homeless around this time, but like, he was still, he still had something that he had to prove. And this is long before like I think habits and contradictions kind of made him like a superstar in the underground era, but like he was still hustling off of this. And you kind of see it in like birds and the bees, but goddamn man, he ate that shit up with goddamn <laughs> with goddamn Kendrick Lamar, you know what I'm saying? And like I man, I just I love both of their verses, man. Like, like schoolboy q came in hard. But like Kendrick, bro, fucking Kendrick, bro, came in there, had a crazy cadence. Like, I think I'm not going to say this is one of the first beats that he killed because he didn't. He really fucking did it. But for me, this is one of the fucking, this is one of the first songs where I was like, holy shit, Kendrick could do this? Because like around this time, like, I no, no. Yeah, I heard setbacks before I heard uh overly dedicated. And that's because... Yeah, right. and my sister told me about uh, Kendrick Lamar's album before uh, Schoolboy Q, but every time I went to camp, I couldn't get on the internet to actually listen. Mm. So, mm. like, when I came back, I randomly stumbled upon Schoolboy Q's music on, um, like, a blog. I was like, who the fuck is this? And then I found out I had to pay for it. I was like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> Not yet, at least. I was a broke college student. But, like, once I got my hands on it and then I got that with section 80 and overly dedicated. And then I went to the summer camp I was working at. Oh, I had a great, I had a great summer, <laughs> a great summer, but yeah, man, like birds and the bees was the song that got me through a lot. Um, I, I needed at this time in my life, I needed somebody to provide the same amount of energy that I was providing. And what I mean to say that is like I had a lot of shit built up in me, a lot of anger, a lot of like sadness, a lot of rage and shit and like I couldn't really find myself at this time and I needed something to kind of give me that feeling or that, that hunger and like the reason why Birds and the Bees was such a good song was not only because of how sonically it was but like just just how like just how serious the lyrical content was and just the way that fucking Kendrick just came in, it it goes back to a, like what I was saying before in season one uh, about how like Rhapsody approached Versus and how she does it very technically, um, but still yep. able to hold on with her her with her with counterparts. Don't get me wrong, Schoolboy Q does a great job with, with with Kendrick, even though the funny thing is at one point they were not necessarily getting along in the early stages of TDE. But you can see that they had that competition mindset when they were doing this song. And man, it, it was just good. It was just good. And in a fucking chorus, like it's just hard. Oh my God, man. Birds and the beast. Birds and the beast. <laughs>
2: The same old shit niggas, they faking it Niggas out here living foul Better yet, they flagrant Pick these niggas right about the gang Get these niggas right about my lane I just wanna do this fucking music Boy, and leaders, dope alone and count my you I I wanna see you do your thing Entertainment business, living limelight Hop on every track and move them trains Show these motherfuckers that you been tight Then ain't ever been business ever you intelligent, but you can't escape that life And for you, my nigga, I would sacrifice myself to make it Just to see you hold the mic And hit the stage and rock the set But it's hard to change when you from the set won't you think about it nigga life or death life a crack i like to hang it by the neck do you want to see the boys in jet or you want to see them runway jets flatter a single poor one word that tell the pilot we got stacks so dirt. well i got it's hard out here for a young black man to live if you don't do it for yourself then please do it for your kids my nigga won't you tell michelle i love your daughter please don't let her grow up life without a father look at what you bought
1: the money couldn't buy... hey man no um that's a great point about rap see, man i really feel like I can't wait to cover her again because I feel like she is often underrated simply because she's a woman. But to this song, the concept was dope. I've always took it as Q talking about like, what, it so the song clearly is influenced by Spaceship by Kanye. Uh, why are these all hurt in the game? Bye, dun, 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 dun. That same rhyme pattern is in a song. So Q is like bears and the bees. Want to do a song, but it's hard to carry on. And my daughter's sitting hungry, stay at home. And my girl, she's feeling all alone. And the Kanye is the same uh, rhyme pattern. So I, I would not be surprised if you found an interview, would we'll talk to him or whatever the case be, and you see that it was clearly influenced by that song. Um, that was dope. But even in that song, that was Kanye and uh, Consequence talking about shitty jobs and stuff like that. And this one is more so um, them two saying things that's going on in the area and schoolboy saying this is just regular stuff. Like, kind of like talking about like depression in a sense, you know? She'd be, like, she'd be so stressed and so depressed and always worried every time my little nigga gone. Stay strong for the future together, yeah, sutra. Get a couple words, yeah, Kunta, right? So it like, I want to go out the hood. This is, um, my, my girl was tripping. In the first verse, he's talking about, um hit a cell, you took it go right to hell, no job, no bail, no fail, no family, no mail, institution of another nigga fail, right? So that's the first two verses, like, you know, I'm, I'm letting down my girl. And then Kendrick, with that crazy verse after that extended um schoolboy hook. Because first time, you first heard it, you like, where's Kendrick gonna come in? Cause you thought that set, that that last hook was another schoolboy verse, but I guess they still need the a hook, cause there is no real hook on the song. It's just bears and the bees. I was actually really like bears and the bees. And then Q, then Kendrick comes on. And he like, Q, I wanna see you do your thing. Entertainment business, living life. Like, hop on every track and move with them, trying to show these motherfuckers that you been tight. So the first few bars of his 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 part of his verse is telling Q like, man, like you're bigger in a situation. Like I know it's all fuzzy now, but if you stick to your grind, you got the, you can do it. Right. So it was dope to see that contrast and essentially it's like a conversation between them two. it. it I would not be surprised if you had, if, if you, if this was influenced by them having simple conversation of Q saying Q saying, man, I ain't got no money. I'm struggling. I'm already hustling. I ain't trying to go to jail. And then Kendrick telling him like, man, you got, you got, you can do your thing. This businessman, you can kill it. Da da, da da Cause that's exactly how the verse comes off. And it's so creative that he was able to, in my in my opinion, take a conversation they probably had and make it into a song and call it "Birds and the Bees" with something so simple with life about how um, it's normal for us to go through these ups and downs. Uh, I love this oh, song. Yeah. It's a Fire! Good song. This Kendrick verse is I absurd. Did,
0: I, like even though he like granted, is granted absurd, he was killing shit bro. like around this time. Like because overly dedicated was really good. Like after the Kendrick Lamar EP, when he was like fuck that, I'm not gonna call myself K Dot. This is the, this is the the, the angle that I want to get in. It, it just seemed like he was getting better. Like it felt like he like Rhapsody. He was an athlete, but instead of him using his his feet or his arms. know in his wingspan he used his mind and like he just he just came here and fucking obliterated it man like i like the first time i listened to this shit you just like you said like you don't expect kendrick to show up because the way that they do it is not like a traditional introduction to a verse which is funny because i was just a shameless plug i would just i just did my mf doom mix and, or right, MF Doom tribute. I should be more respectful. R.I.P. R- 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 MF Doom. By the way, but when I was straight up, man, got me out here influenced R- R- P- like shit. But um, when I was li- when I was listening to a lot of his mixes, like the same way he had a lot of his sometimes feature verses or original songs with other people. Either he'll have them go first and he'll show up without no hook, or like he'll just show up randomly. Um, like his connection with um his collaborative song with um West Side Gun, like he just shows up out of nowhere, and I felt like it was just like that with Kendrick Lamar. Ooh. And then not only does Kendrick come in and it's like, oh shit, it's Kendrick. He just come in and just like destroy the entire shit. And by the end of that fucking verse, you're just like, let me go back to this shit. Hold up, oh let me. I know I didn't experience what the fuck I just experienced. Let me go right back to that shit. Um and what made this song much more critical for me is that this, this like I was, I was late to this one because um like I said like my sister got me into Kendrick, but I didn't really start fully listening to TDE until like my junior year in college. um So like at this time, my mind state wasn't the best. And I was listening to the, this album kind of soundtrack, like my, my, kind of mental journey as i was trying to figure out myself and then also like kind of deal with mental health so like this song was definitely something that like helped me get through those moments in college especially going through therapy and things like that i knew that music was my therapy but this was the song that like really drove it for me because of how everything was implemented and then just the overall message of the song which is like you said, those sad, like not sad sad boys, but those common man raps, and and the different the different consequences that come with the decisions that you make, and how you can end up a bird or a bee, in some cases. So yeah, really good, really really whew, classic song from this album.
1: Uh, I'm trying not to stray away from my list because this was actually on my list. So let's just say that's my third my. I was going to pick down, so you pick Fig, that was one. Uh, I pick okay. Kamikaze, that's my sec, my first one. And then what we pick after that, this one? This is both our second one? Yeah. So you get to go again, pick the yeah. third one. Cycle. Oh, yo, this is, a, this is my favorite song.
0: Bro, what? yo, yo. This one. This one grew on me, bro. This one grew on me. It grew on me in my that that junior year, but it grew on me because it was just it's just like birds and the bees, except for while birds and the bees was something that like is like one of those mini songs I said before about how it gives you that that sense of hope with sonically. Like for me, when it comes to birds and the bees, sonically, it's that breakdown right before the chorus, and it's dun 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 dun. This song. It's just, it's sad as fuck. But schoolboy's school storytelling is so fucking visceral. And like the the, the the chorus alone is so fucking 50 Cent. Like this is where you kind of see those 50 Cent influences. Even though I would say this is not the best song that necessarily put it out. I do believe that like the way that 50 Cent has been able, able to carry a hook Schoolboy Q was able to use that for his music, but this song was specifically like a darker tone, and also showcased how dark Schoolboy could really get before he was able to move on to Habits and Contradictions, or Blank Man, or Oxymoron. Really think that this song was just like just 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 beautiful. Did, did you, you say like, cool, Blank Man, thing.
1: like Damon Wayans movie?
0: Oh, blank. Oh, blank. <laughs> sorry, blank face. <laughs> Blank like, man, <laughs> nah, nah, blank face. Uh, And it's crazy too, cause I got that song. Like I bought that CD, and I gotta get the vinyl. But I bought the CD. Nah, that actually, shit I got that
1: vinyl too, man. I, I actually got a vinyl player. And my wife got me one for the holidays. Uh, oh. and My my, my uh, she got me a uh, Outcast AT Aliens, my my favorite group. Ooh. The best the best, uh, hip hop group of all time. If you ask me. Um. Uh,
0: and and, uh, my
1: my brother-in-law he got me a Kendrick Lamar Good Kid, Mad City
0: Uh, I'm trying
1: to be selective with my next one but uh, uh, I definitely try to get my collection up and I definitely have to get Blank Face I think that is my personal favorite Schoolboy Q album I don't think he has anything I don't think he has any bad albums in his catalog but that's my favorite one but to Cycles so this is my this was the song i was listening to I remember, I remember i remember listening to it it was in january when it came out i liked all of the songs you know but i got some weed it was in college so a song like that was everybody enjoying mm-hmm. Druggy were holes was oh, fun yeah. ab soul him and going back and forth that was dope um oh, yeah. sky high was cool because it had like it was uh it was a uh, um they were sampling a little bit the sky high from Outkast, Billy mob sky high was kind of dope yeah uh, what's the word yeah. what's the word what's that was dope right all that was cool but cycle was the one because i always love hip-hop stories and i think schoolboy has done this throughout his career uh, on every album there's you can you can look through his, his catalog there's songs on there where he's telling stories and you're as a hip-hop as a fan of good rap you're sitting there and you're like oh my god that is a that's so good so vivid um, and the way that he does it with songs like this, it was like, oh shit, this is. Uh, I think on Habits of Contradiction, it was my homie, right? It's my homie? Whatever. But my, my whole point is, yeah. yeah, it was. I bet. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then on, like, the one after that, it was a John Muir. No, it was Oxymoron. He had another song in there that was crazy. But Cycle is crazy. And for me, it hits, it hits me because I actually had a friend uh, like close close family uh friends of family who actually you know got killed in this similar situation you know i got niggas are killed niggas are killed niggas are killed niggas that killed, killed, killed niggas the cycle continues um and it, this was in 2011 so it was only like a 4 or 5 years earlier and man once i heard the song i was like yo this is it's crazy cuz i was like man this is such a real situation cuz I experienced, like I, I, like I just said, I know, I know someone who this was exactly how they had gone away. And then their family had to build retribution of what the consequences was and stuff like that. So hearing him put it on the record, I was like, man, that that's, that's, I mean, it's not nothing new. We all know the cycle continues, but the way he was able to tell the story through ages, right? The first verse is only 12 and a half and' already ducking on jazz, fighting butt just hoping that he laughs he on his ass huffing and puffing getting tagged right so we taught the kid is 12 years old you know fighting the streets learning up he ends the verse with trapped in the belly of the beast right so that's the that's that's him just telling you like when certain people grow up in these certain environments that survival thing that we have to do to figure out how to make it through Second verse, he only 17. His homies was his motive, he only 17. His mama never noticed. Too busy paying bills, trying to provide a meal. Paid the rent and a child lived for a thrill. Come on, yo, like that, we, we seen this. We, we know what this means, you know where this goes to. Boom, third verse, this nigga 21. He feel like he the man, this nigga 21. His mom said, be a man, love said his pants pistol in his hand what like come on yo! like that 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 is and then the end of the verse is a little scene where the dude is i was talking for that kid over there in a hoodie what hoodie so it was like it reminds you of the wire when the kid killed omar so this yeah. kid grew up 12 years old fighting in the street 17 year old not you know not doing what he want trying to figure it out he's 21 he had a school says in the verse you know Adapted to them crimes, living with regrets. In order to survive, gotta get high. Cost of time, paranoia hard through his body. What? Trying to love for a hobby. You know, gangsters come with kids. Come
0: what? With kids, teaching, what?
1: Teaching them what? What? Ooh. Come on, yo. I'm just saying, yo, like God that. but like, this song should be in a museum. Like this is the song when people talk and they, and they dissect songs and they. Try to do, like. I think about like when Jay Z is talking about regrets. And he in each verse he's talking about the level of regrets, or he's talking about like um, on "Can I Live," or when when Nas, uh, what's my Nas song? Ill "Illmatic." He's like doing this deep story. But my, my whole point is,
0: it's, New York State nah, of No,
1: no, not not that one. Cause that's more like a uh, that's more like a a homage to New York. That's a New York song. I feel like psycho is a grown up in an urban environment where young men are specifically told that you are these are the, these these you have to figure out how to survive. There are certain things that especially young boys are told to survive, you gotta do certain things. And as he says, they adapt to their crimes and living with regrets. And then we become that, you know? So, and then you become psycho. That's why at the end of the song, the kid killed him. You know, so yeah. it, it was, I played this joint over and over, man, when I first heard it and going but listen to it now and bro, so emotional thinking about my friend who got killed and his brother who yeah. you know, retaliated, the how that cycle went and I'm just like, man, like this, this was the one, I was like, man, these guys are very talented because it's coming from a real place and you, you can feel it as a listener. Yeah, man, schoolboy, man, he... This is one of
2: them ones, man. This is my favorite schoolboy song from Setbacks. Get on the shoot we we'll waiting for you on the corner, nigga. Only 12 and a half, and already dug in them jabs. Fighting back, just hoping that he lasts. He on his ass. Puffing and puffing, getting tagged See what this nigga feel, would only make them niggas laugh He felt the discomfort didn't trust them right away Saw the devil in they eyes, his homie looking straight But something was different in him, oh, not the same from yesterday Shit, his whole demeanor changed, even his smile was strange His childhood never came, but dude was always gutter He got it from his brother, from his brother, from his brother From paint on to his mother, once was elementary homies But now we attack each other, shit, sell love aside Take his
0: pride, yeah, I I it's funny you said that too because um I had a one of my neighbors that used to live up the street. He was actually killed like at a liquor store up the street, and like it was funny too because that moment kind of like made me interested in media because it was already fucked up that like somebody that my dad was like a like a father figure somewhat towards this kid because he would always bring him to the house. So we knew Malcolm, but. It was one time, I mean, he was getting into, like, more, um, the kind of seedy shit, if you know what I mean, and that includes him taking somebody's bike. I don't know if they necessarily took him out, but they took him out, and they took him out at, uh, the the liquor store down the street from my house. Um, well, not, not the one completely, there's two liquor stores, so (laughs) a lot of alcohol around here, but yeah, they're, uh it was one down in Landover. It was called Jimmy's Crab House. And like it showed up on the news and that's how I found out, oh shit, that was Malcolm. Cause my father was, uh, he was, he was surprised by the news, but like it does, it does showcase that, 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 that cycle that many of our young brothers go through and many of people that I know, whether it's jail in that cycle or whether it's, you know, facing, facing your ultimate outcome so young um it this song just just viscerally tells you that and never lets you go it slowly shows you the dive into this dark abyss that many of us go through because of not only like a failed system but also the 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 the, the, the mental aspect of it That's that it. we I haven't agree. really started touching um, on it still now and it was dope especially for a new artist and I think this is something
1: a lot of these songs on this I won't say this for later but a lot of these songs schoolboy was showing different sides of him and he built on that for the future joints. Um, not to say it came off cheesy but when you hear a song like um, What's the, like the little party song on the album called? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, da, 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 da. I remember hearing that like, uh, a lot. Fucked up. Kick, One of my favorites, yep. right? So when you hear that, oh yeah, oh yeah, we are gonna get into that. When you hear, uh um, yeah. the like collard greens, right? It's not the same song. It's not the 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 beat, not the same. Not not. But it's but it's in that same. It's in his realm of creativity. It's a little different, the, but it's in that same like. It's not like a, it's not like it's not like a bubblegum song. You're like, man, this one even sound like Schoolboy kid So when you hear like Man of the Year, you're like, oh man, like this this okay. I, I like I like to the beat. I I like, um, I like the what's some other songs on this album? I'm trying to think that yeah. like that helps prove my point. Like like hands on the
0: wheel, that are like you know like, light hearted, like lighthearted, like so lighthearted songs. Like it's, yeah, so oh it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: that's just, out the to this day. That it's is still a party song. Schoolboys, um, creative thing. Where you you expect him yeah. to try new and different sounds, but you don't want him to stray away and try shit. And then now you you auto tuned making top
0: forty songs. But I think that's the thing that makes Schoolboy Q so unique and dope to me. Like, that was always something that made me his favorite rappers because he's able to, like, go on a beat that makes he, – he can go on a beat that, like, Snoop Dogg would destroy and make it his. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then he'll go on a trap beat and still kill that. That's one of the reasons why I like Blankface so much because, like, he was able to do a song with Scissor – that had much more of the vibes life cycle. And then all of a sudden hop on a song with Metro fucking booming and E 40 not only Metro booming and be like, yeah, hey, let me fuck you up with a trap song. Nah, E40, get your Oakland ass up on here. And then he, E40 kills it too. And it's like, bro, what the fuck is happening right now? That, and he, he never, he never disappoints at surprising you because he's so he he he's a chameleon. He's like Freddie Gibbs, except for like Freddie is able to like give you like these these fly ass cocaine raps, drug dealer raps, but then also be able to like do it over different styles of production. Schoolboy can do that, but then he touches another nerve by giving you the mental aspect or the struggle that he's going through, not only with habits and contradictions or setbacks, but then as he continue with blank face. He was depressed at this time because he wasn't getting as much support as he thought, especially after Blank Face came out. Um, and then even with Crash Talk like you 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 can feel like he was in a way better time in his life and you could see that affect the music and you could see you could still see him experiment with other aspects like trap. Like he actually did hardcore ass trap. With rappers like Twenty One Savage and Lil Baby on Crash Talk, and that like even though some people's like, oh, that's not his best project, that shit still got bangers. Like if you DJ that shit, that shit still gonna have a mosh pit going if you do it correctly. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't know. It this nigga was on fucking, a, a fucking song with uh Disclosure of all fucking people. It's like he's so diverse with his ear that he could hop on anything and kill that shit. And you know his voice, you know that you're going to get really good lyrics that can hold up with other members of TDE. You know what you're going to get with Schoolboy Q and his consistency is something that is so underrated and something that I really despise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. 100%. Not giving him the credit that he um, rightfully deserves. I, I, I
1: think deserve. Schoolboy Q, if you listen to every album, there's a, a progression um, subject matter, storytelling, lyrical abilities, sound, every album from setbacks to blank face. I have to go back and listen to Crash Talk again. Um, I liked it at first. It's not whack at all, but I feel like it did not hit me like blank face, that blank face, man. Yeah. I, Crash Talk is not whack. I don't want nobody to say, oh, it's a Crash Crash Talk is not whack. Yeah. But blank face, oh, yeah. it hits. <sighs> My God. Oh, yeah. Black thoughts,
0: yeah. Not why at all.
1: Dope dealer by any means. Yeah, that 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 ride out beat.
0: My when Jadakiss oh, burst man. on Groovy Tony, man, man. Oh, yo! And I like, remember when he first dropped that shit. It was just him in this creepy ass video, very dark, and you just blank face, and then like. You're like, oh shit, this is this is striking another nerve. But then, as soon as he came out that shit with Jada Kiss, Jada just added a whole gritty ass New York fucking type of vibe to the song, and it was just it it it's it's not surprising because Schoolboy Q has New York influences. Like outside of him, really liking Fifty Cent, he also like Nas. So for him to bring elements like Jada Kiss to it is not surprising. But the way that Jada Kiss was able to say, okay. You did a good job, schoolboy, but let me make this shit mine real quick and like bring it to that greedy New York fucking, oh my God, that New York vibe. And then with the blank face playing in the back and then JDK's playing off of the, the blank face beat.
1: Yeah. Man. And
0: like kind of adjusting yeah, yeah, yeah. his verse I, I, towards I, the. Oh, he he, he man, definitely
1: progressed just, with every project. Beautiful. Man. <laughs> it's so dope to look at setbacks and be like, man, this is when a lot of that started. That's not a lot of friends picked them up. And when you listen to Habits and Contradiction, is a clear progression from that. You know, Habits and Contradiction, you got Hands on the Wheel, Drug Evil Holes again. Um, oh my God, you got right. Bless, Groove Line Part One. Bless is my joint. I just play Bless all the time. I don't play that my you know, God, Nightmare on Fig. Every time you go to a concert, Ooh. you would hear that joint and the speakers would break. Ooh. There he goes, Sacrilegious. Yeah, man. Yep. It, he definitely. Groove line,
0: groove line, the groove line. That, that's the whole reason why I name my shit Groove Line Radio. The Groove Line series was the legitimate like series that like made me kind of get into like music blogs and stuff like that. Like just being able to kind of put those together and see how they progress through each album, like that. Man, the search for that kind of created a groove line radio to what it is today, and like it, schoolboys Q, thank you for that. Like, thank you for everything you fucking did, but like, yeah, that, that's that, just that, a that, that is, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um,
1: yeah, but back to setbacks. Um, what was you talking about? Cycle, I done lost it. You're talking about all this other stuff. Anything else? Anything else on Psycho? So, Psycho was my- Yeah, so we, we picked the same two. Yeah, so right <laughs> we once. do we that normally.
0: God damn. you is going to pick it up. <laughs> uh, just rolled okay, up. Right, Sonny right. was coming. Bad I got some weed. I bet I got some... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm probably going to roll up again. I'm sorry. <laughs> might as well go for a twofer and also make my shit straight so um yeah bet i got some weed um this song was one of the introductory you know introduction songs into my love for the great green that is uh uh, later cannabis um (laughs) i just first of all i love the sample that's being used um very elegant very chill um, it's also another song that Schoolboy performed at um Kendrick Lamar's first performance in DC. And um yeah, at first I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Uh <laughs> I I would never think that like, you know, this song would be the song to play at a concert. But hey, schoolboy, you do what you do. But goddamn, when I heard that shit in the speakers in the dorm, and like you hear it when you're in a fucking cloud, oh, it hits another level. And you see what the point of it was. There's so many times I walked on campus lit as fuck, <laughs> just listening to this song and just like going to <laughs> the, yeah, refact, it was in the refact, you know, lit food Or like going out to watch people, uh to go watch people on campus and shit. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Or like 420 man, like 420 was also was always lit in the fucking dorm because usually everybody was like a part of that life, so like. It's like that whole day would literally be like a holiday, and people would pull up and bring their own little bit, and we make little little cupcakes and shit. This shit was dope, but like this album, I mean this this song specifically was one of those songs that soundtracked along with a lot of currencies. Yeah, was that, uh, it? Wasn't twenty eleven? Was it cigarette books?
1: I think that's the name of it. Covert Coop. Covert Coop was twenty eleven. Him and Alchemist. Uh, yeah, had to be twenty. 20- Cigarette bolts is probably okay. Okay, okay,
0: okay. All right, all right. I think I think. Okay, I remember us listening to that. You got to hit the last song on that joint. My God, my God! I was like, "What the fuck? I did not hear this!" Oh Lord. Oh man, I hope I won't dope. <laughs> but yeah, um, bet I got some weed. Definitely brings back some really good memories. Uh, in the dorms, and that's why I chose it. Uh, it also was chopped and screwed by DJ OG, um, DJ OG Uncle Skip, which is pretty dope. And it was mixed with uh, it was mixed with Grove Line Part One. Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely something that sounded better, uh, when you had it in the speakers. <laughs> I don't know why Schoolboy Q performed it because he was like, yeah, who smokes weed in here? And then one person was like, yeah! He was like, yeah! <laughs> and then, like, you performed it and everybody was like, all right, this is cool, but that shit hits another level when you it's in your this, head. This, this
1: was a big song for him, I think. Yeah. Um, it introduced him to a lot of young smoker crowds and people played it. Um, and it, it definitely did something for him. Yeah. Um, and it got it, it, it did what it's supposed to do. Like it was clearly a song to attract a certain crowd. Show different parts of Schoolboy and I definitely know that it definitely did it. Cause I saw people who I would have never thought playing Schoolboy Q, playing this. And if that was a point of the song then it definitely did it. Uh, this was, mm-hmm. was this before? Uh, Cushion on Ar- no Cushion Orange Ar- was 2010 so that the the Smoke Rap was definitely... Yeah. The, yeah, the blog's 20. version of Smoke Rap was definitely picking up. Um, mm-hmm. It was definitely in a conversation because Kendrick was not making that kind of music and neither was Abso, yep. neither was uh, J-Rock. So he was definitely... Yeah. I mean, it's probably why, like, you know, he had songs with, with Currency and Dom on the next tape because he was definitely getting into that part of blog rap you know the the, the smokers club as the smoke dizzers, but you definitely have a song with that same time and then so i like the song it served its purpose for sure um yeah
0: yep Oh, yeah, I yeah. This so is sure. my time. The, the, the choices are going to differentiate uh, now. <laughs> all
1: right. Yeah. So this is the fourth. Yeah, joint. The
0: next one. The next one is also. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> S- the situations. That's something I'm thinking about. No, the sky high joint with Christian Kendrick. Uh, oh, that one
0: was Yeah. Ooh, that beat was hard too. God damn. Um, damn yeah, I, I feel
1: like it was definitely an outcast. Yeah, that you know, shit. Type of way they definitely was on that sky. Um sky. Um, I, I don't even know. I think it was just. Yeah. There, this was their chemistry. I feel like their chemistry on this was better than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was a fun song. I'm not gonna start up front. They had a video, the video was dope. They had uh stuff like that, and they would play at their parties, stuff like that. But I felt like,
0: yeah,
1: this was the bar stuff. this was the fun stuff a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah, they was, they was getting oh, a little yeah. bit deeper with it,
1: and I, I like this one. And this is when I started to see a little bit more of TDE's collaborative co- collaborations paying off and how um two people who may not have the same style and content and subject matter can get together and make a dope ass song so i really like that and this was also what the third song on the, on the album yeah so it, it definitely pulled me in and i, I really like this drink Kendrick verse is also very dope i'm gonna stop saying it yeah how you feel It'll about help. this one
0: yeah. Nah dog. This shit was hard too, man. Another another song associated with um my lacrosse training, uh, because I definitely played this during training. Um the, the 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 choir vocals in the back pulls me in um in the way that they're bounced off of with a like very shit man, the bass line was different. And I like that shit too. It, it was just, it was something that at the time that I never experienced, but still like uplifting. It felt like you were like in the fucking sky and shit. And <laughs> which is why of course it was called sky high, but God damn it. Like it just felt, it, it, it also plays very well when you're gaming as well. Um, I played this game. I, I usually play this game called 2. Uh, And if anybody is on Xbox, follow your boy DJ Vance B. Um, but yeah, I usually play uh, play it with Vermontine, and man, like it, it just gives you a certain. It, it, it turns another gear in your mind, especially mine specifically. I'll just say for mine, but it's it's really fucking good. And like once again, another verse that Kendrick dominates, and yet again, it still surprised me that at one point both of these artists, like Schoolboy Q and Kendrick Lamar, are TDE. Like even though. Isaiah Rashad is talented. Absol is very good. Scissors is a fucking beast. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lance Skywalker, yeah. I still want to know more about him, but his music is decent. Yeah. Sir is fucking amazing. Like, TDE has such a talented roster, but Schoolboy Q and Kendrick Lamar, they bring in the big bucks because they've been known for so long. Um, But just to see, like, them go toe-to-toe with each other on a song, and to know the past of how they at one point they didn't get along and they're able to build this relationship into what it is now but still a rivalry it's something that you don't really see in hip-hop because they're still brothers but shit man i know you know brothers fight sometimes and like to see the creations that they've been able to make throughout the years with each other and the the moments that they have where they call each other on their release date is beautiful and this song yeah, kind of just and that's, that's once again, really shows that. I, and I agree. Shows that aspect and that's one thing I like about TDE is because it feels like
1: the the culture they built. And I think it's from you know getting four guys from different parts of LA and stuff like that, and really like focusing them on their, on perfecting their own particular craft. They, it seems like there's a competition with the, with each other, and the competition is more so I want to be better. I don't want to be better than him but I just want to make this person make me better. So it always comes off that way because I'm pretty sure there were times when J-Rock was like, man that should be me. I was the first one. I had Lil Wayne Future, in the future 08 and da da da. But if you go back yeah. two years ago, three years ago he had Redemption and Redemption was one of the best albums of the year.
0: Yeah. He was on Grammy the Grammy
1: right. nominated. And it took him... That was 10 it took years. Year.
0: That shit was Grammy nominated. From his
1: first album, Follow Me Home. And and he had to watch Kendrick. This is after damn. You know? You know, he had to watch Kendrick put out all these classics and see yep. um, Isaiah Rashad put out two albums and all of those things that came with that. And see, see Schoolboy ascend to these hit records. And, but it always came off like they were... Um, still supportive of each other and use that to fuel each other and like stay in their own lane, but still be really really good. Because you know? I'm sure it has to suck when you're the first one. And then mm-hmm. you see Schoolboy coming with some plaques and Kendrick coming with plaques and they going all over the world. And, you know Kendrick is Grammy nominated and then you put out your album. He put out an album in 2015 and it was okay, but it wasn't the 959. Joint, no, no, that nine, shit was nine, hard.
0: Nine, yeah, like it oh. would it would Yeah, I think the album name kind of fucked it up too, because like it was like, all right, this, all right, this is a lot to already talk about. So, <laughs> like the title alone. But then when like I heard the Black Hip collab Lab, I was Grant. The- I think it was Grant Theft Auto, right? That shit was hard. I think so. Big that shit gonna be best me? Like, I, that shit was hard. I was like, okay. But, like, it wasn't as, like, it didn't, I don't think it was as, like, it was good for the blog industry, but when it comes to, like, the mainstream approach, it wasn't as acceptable to them. I think this will be a good project. It mm-hmm. was a good return project for J-Rock to let niggas know, hey, I got this. You know what I'm saying? Even though it didn't outshine like the other artists on the roster at the time, because like this came out the same time Kendrick dropped uh uh to pimp a butterfly. And uh this was right before Schoolboy dropped Blameface, the uh the Blameface LP. So like this was something that let him know, hey, like yo, I still got it, you know what I'm saying? But man, like Redemption was the one. Cause I remember when like- King, King's Day when, was when on When it came that. out. Oh shit, that shit bullshit. was crazy. Yeah, you ain't doing
1: nothing with the bullshit. Oh
0: shit, yeah, for real? On both oh yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah. That was on the Black Panther,
1: uh, John. I be blacking it's on that. I be yeah. blacking
0: out. I bet they, out. did they take Future's verse off, off of that now. one? I uh-huh. be blacking And
1: it's like that, look. <laughs> And I'm, now you know what I'm happy for him because J-Rock was, was the first one, man. And they they were saying in interviews. I remember watching them some interview, and J-Rock like, you know, I was the first one out. I took, I took a yeah. lot of those early, uh, those early knocks because I was the, I was learning how the label stuff worked. Um, and I think that just it goes to show because a lot of people would have got disgruntled, and they would have got upset, and they would have left, and they would have messed the whole up. And they were like i'm not dealing with this but it, i think it shows the culture that they built at tde where it's they they don't they don't really complain so they must be you know taking care of that business properly um, and they still produce high quality music so whatever they got working in the inside man is it, something that people should look, like look back on years from now and be like they produce some great music like, great, great music for a long period of time. Here we are, 10 years later, talking about setbacks, you know? Yeah. And it's only a matter of time for, we're talking about Section eighty. Section 8 came out in July. Yeah. You know? That might be the one we got to cover in July for the to go with the book, you know? Um, you know, yeah. Section 8 came out in July of this year, and he had long-term mentality yeah. of people, you know? And then Schoolboy, then, then, then absolutely not absolute. Uh, follow me home came out so they had four albums in 2011. you know it did school it came right back this january 14th for 2012. so they were they definitely had a system working and they, they definitely stayed they used their the the amount of them that, where they were to their advantage and i, I just i i think they the way they did it worked more labels should try to duplicate how they did it, and how they took care, of, how they took care of each other, how they supported each other, because that is a lot of the success that T.V. is built on.
0: Facts, facts, and I also love the fact that they're all like a family while they do. While they go through this musical process, because there's a lot of like music industry labels that are like, oh, for real, you ain't gonna do this. Oh, for real, you having mental issues. Oh, for real, you're addicted to drugs. Oh, well, fuck you. We're just gonna drop you. But like, they act like they deal with those issues and like their artists understand the care that they you know, the care that they have for each other. So, like, that's why TBE always really have fucking bangers. And it also, it also includes the reason why, like, they have so many good relationships with artists like BJ the Chicago Kid, Anderson, Pop, Rhapsody, like Lil Baby, all of these different artists that are associated with Future, all of these artists that are associated with TDE and are part of their, like, distant family, but can always grab them for a song or vice versa. And um, I also think that's something that's a little bit underappreciated because, like, Whenever, like, T.D.E. links up with somebody, it's kind of like when Ryan Cooler is directing, like, a film or some shit, and he brings in the same people that he's been working with in the past. T.D.E. kind of works off of the same kind of vibe because they always bring in people that they're familiar with. That's why, like, Rhapsody is, like, one of the very few people that were able to get a verse with Kendrick Lamar for, I think, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, correct me if I'm wrong. But, like... Yeah, you don't you don't really see a lot of connections happen like that. Most of the time, it's like, oh, we can get a feature with this artist, and it seems artificial. But you can see with when whenever TDE like goes to do features or bring features to their projects, you can see that there's a certain chemistry that's applied to their works compared to other artists. So
1: In my turn. Yeah, I man. completely yeah,
0: forgot yeah, what song we just put. Definitely one of the best that record me. labels. Yo, that
1: that was yeah. me. Slighting, so it's your turn. It's, uh <laughs> last
0: one. Uh, yes.
1: To the beat, 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 beat. Okay, beat.
0: my last one is to the beat, to the beat, beat, beat. Yes. So I love this song so much. This was definitely one of the songs that like made me really, really like yo come back to this project. As you know, like, as you know, like, I'm a DJ, um, and at this time, I was I, I was playing around, but I wasn't really, like, DJing. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I ain't really that shit. Like, I don't have, like, the little, ever, ever, I don't have that shit. So, I was mainly doing shit off of PCs, and, like, uh-huh. you remember many of the kickbacks, the tattoo parties, the shit we used to do back in the suite. Yeah, and, like, I will always be the holy <laughs> hell yeah now i would always be the guy that would have to play music you know for everybody and shit like that so i would be djing the crowd but you know with itunes and shit and like surprisingly enough when people are intoxicated and they trust you with the music and you put this shit on oh my god now normally when i'm playing this shit when I'm just going to class, it feels like the road around you or whatever area that you're walking through is fucking shade. Like the shit was weird. I don't, like for me, when I'm listening to music, sometimes it gives me like a certain visual effect. So every time I heard, and you heard like that weird ass sound in the beginning and that bass hits you, especially when you got headphones on, it just felt like, the road, or the ground around you was fucking shaking. Like, like the bridge that we were walking on to go to the communications building, it felt like that shit was shaking. And you kind of in a vibe, but just like it, it's, it, it's, it's definitely like a party song for sure. But like the the composition and the way that the beat was was made, like yo, that shit was hard. And then the chorus was dope too. Who got the way, nigga? Get me fucked up once again. Yet another song that Schoolboy Q performed in that first inaugural Kendrick Lamar performance in D.C. As well as Schoolboy Q's performance in D.C. But, like I said, the crowd wasn't as grabbed to it. Like, you saw people jam so like, yo, this shit is okay. But, like, you didn't really hear it until you put that motherfucker on speakers and swive, which is good. (laughs) So, yes, like, I had to include this shit because... Even to this day, it's not as effective as it is now because you know, we live in a different time, we live in a different sound. If I was to DJ this, I would have to be very resourceful when I DJ this because the 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 beginning alone will kind of be like, Yeah, what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? But I would definitely say at the time that setbacks came out, this definitely was a party song, and it was a party song that couldn't match up with the the yeah uh, parties songs I, that I came out.
1: And this was a fun song. I kind of felt it like was just around the uh, Project X time. It was yeah. I felt like it was like some of those they had a little crazy ass Project yes. X parties, and you go there, yes. and it'd be stupid shit going on. This was definitely one of those ones that yeah. you hear nonstop, yeah. um, which is cool. It, it worked for me. One of the things that I liked about the song was it showed, like I said earlier, like yeah. it got you ready for the hands on the wheel. It got you ready for uh, that part. It got you ready for uh, not maybe not studio. Another song over here is more so studio, but it, it it just it showed the other side of Schoolboy Q that often gangster rap has a tough time getting to because it doesn't come off genuine or natural or forced. It it felt like a natural transition between songs. It flowed well. So when you play it, it's just like, it's like a schoolboy song. And I think, I don't know if they did it intentionally. I'm not sure how they came up with the idea, but whatever their thinking behind it was, it was a great execution because I think all the TD, I think Kendrick did this very well even on Section 80 um some of the songs on there got you ready for some of the songs you were hear on good kid mad city not to say that those are the same songs It's not what i'm saying i'm saying yeah. it's clear that that was it wasn't out of his realm of creativity um and this is one of those songs for schoolboy q where um it it definitely hit like that so i i, I like the song for sure for sure Oh man, I was hoping to pick my last one. Yeah.
0: yeah, definitely a dope track. All right,
1: so I gotta go with it. Yeah, man. It was not. It's not on the iTunes version. It's 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 on my version. It was on when it first came out. Live agains, live again, featuring okay. Curtains and Kendrick Lamar. It's just bars. I remember. I remember the yeah. YouTube video. I thought the YouTube video probably came out before the album came out i could be wrong but man i remember seeing the video on two dope boys i just clicked on it because kendrick was on it now was uh-huh. listening to or oh, we did No, now i listening to the kendrick lamar ep or whatever man all of these verses all like all of the verses were hard uh-huh. i really thought curtains was going to go blow up man i would really be a lot bigger i think he's i think he's a behind the scenes guy which is cool um he had a lot of talent in front of the microphone though yeah he had a couple of joints, a couple guest versus he did for other people, um, and I ha- I enjoy the fact that Schoolboy went last behind Kendrick and Curtains because both of those guys were, if you listen to any of the other songs on that time, they were definitely spitting. So, and Schoolboy wasn't considered like a spitter spitter at the time, so to hear this, it's crazy. It's crazy, and then Kendrick was singing on the hook. And then it got the little guy speaking at the end. Man. It's just bars, man. It's just, it's just, it's just bars. And uh, I great. I thought it was a great, yeah. Complete, um, picture of schoolboy to get you ready for what you would hear in the future and make you want to be like, all right, I'm a fan. I gotta listen to him. I gotta, gotta listen to him. I gotta listen to him. This was that one. This is on my. This is this
0: was constantly on my playlist yeah yeah i didn't hear this song when i didn't hear this song when i was listening to this album this time but i do remember when i was listening to it um when kendrick lamar, well then actually the night when we interviewed schoolboy q um i heard this song then and then i also heard it later on when kendrick lamar came back to baltimore to perform uh, some of the songs off Good Kid, Mad City, like, right before then. And then I covered that for uh, Strictly and the MSU Spokesman. I remember that, like, this song was definitely one of those gems that that kind of get hidden, you know, within the blog era because it was originally on, you know, setbacks. That's what I think. But then all of a sudden disappear, Possibly be- because of sample clearing issues because D.M.C.A. So the funny thing about that is, I really thought that this song was sampled by the scene and the legendary Ricky scene and uh, Boys in the Hood, but it actually has two different samples. One from "I'm Gonna Love You Just a Little More" just a little more, baby, by Barry White, and the there's multiple elements that are sampled by the soap the the. It's multiple elements that the song samples that are from the Soul of a Black Man by Marcio Parker. So, like two different songs from di- two different artists from the same year to help create this song. That definitely just ah uh, just just it's just once again Kendrick Lamar it's, school. It was dope. About Kendrick
1: vs like rock a flag. Don't give a fuck about the U.S. flag shit. George Bush got some nerve. Fuck a war. We trying to serve. I was like, okay, Curtis um, verse was sick. Um, I, I don't even, I can't even. He had a, uh, the last verse, and he was like, yeah. "I love Mike, but it was a hassle to buy Jordans. My nigga hustled all day in front of the corner store to get a pair. Niggas killed him right in front of the mall, so hustling for nothing, man. I threw a pair on light Paul because of him. Like, fuck it, man. I thought that was dope. Yeah, that was that was hard. And he curtain's voice I remember that voice verse. so unique man at that time man and i think to this day I, i'm really upset i think he's cool with pusher there's like i said like a lot of stuff behind the scenes but man i thought he really i thought he really yeah. was like he had the voice he had that he was charismatic he could rap um i'm not sure what happened but he was he was rapping man he was he was he was dope and schoolboy verse man schoolboy verses <laughs> This this as a, as a college student. I heard this part and I was like, I felt this. He was like a debt to being back, strapped in game tax, look, rats get mouse trap, can't afford tuition. That's all he had to say for me, and I agreed with it. Can't afford tuition. I was like, yeah, you're right. Whatever's you in for that is cool with me. I felt that. Um, But yeah, man, Um I, I love the album. I love the the diversity of the sounds. You got macazi, which is um, sampling. Uh, old vietnam uh, old World war war two documentary um the horns then and then you got fig which is more of a faster pace uh speed rap and then mm-hmm. what's the song but the with, with jenny aiko on it yep and
0: yeah, yep. then
1: you got fantasy which like to my point, oh fantasy, if, if you I like that. Fantasy, song too. like he listened to studio, you're not going to be like, Where is he? No, you, you, that's part of schoolboy, you know. And then he had punch. I wish punch still rap because punch could rap good on I'm Good, he rap pretty dope on that. Yep, nope.
0: yeah, nope. I thought like he stopped rapping. He does, he dropped the album a couple years ago. Nah, he, he dropped the album a couple of years ago, and I know that he shows up on different songs throughout TDE. So he really punch, punch still get it. Punch follows me on Twitter, which is weird, which is completely completely fucking weird. Yeah, dog. Uh, I'm I'm. Hey, punch. Hey, if you if you hear this, my nigga, like, hey, hey, I fuck with you. You should come on the show to talk about these albums. But at the same time, like, yeah, it was one time, like, cause everybody was talking shit about Kendrick Lamar and saying that he wasn't showing up for like Black Lives Matter protests, like in 2020. But then I saw photos of the niggas standing with NBA players with a mask on. So I was like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Y'all just yeah. putting out artists because y'all just like, oh, you Those know-
1: Niggas this is corny, doing yo. They shit. expect, or y'all they really expect do y'all to do up. what they do, bro. <laughs> you don't, so you don't like, know what that like, man yo, do behind like, the man. <laughs> I don't think that's corny that he don't show up how we want him to show up. He barely online, like, if like, I'm barely like, online, that's corny for me to just pop up one day online, showing up. No, bro, like he probably do shit behind the scenes that we not need to know about. It's probably people on the ground who's probably super appreciative for the support that he gives. So it is what it is. But um,
0: yeah, yeah, my, my man got a key to the city for a reason, bro. So shut the fuck up. You ain't got no key to the city, and you're not like. Your music is not changing shit. This nigga shout out to you, Marcus. Uh uh, fuck. I'm fucking your name up. Marcus J. Moore. (laughs) Shout out to you, my G. You got you got my man out here right writing a dope ass book about how Kendrick Lamar's music is changing the landscape. And y'all niggas are really saying that this motherfucker is out here not doing shit. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Y'all didn't listen to the last couple of albums. This nigga ain't dropped. I ain't see the post surprise that this thing ain't dry. Ignorant that this nigga just got. Like, come on, on. bro. He changed the um, name, Like, don't say Lori
1: Joey. Yeah. Lori Joe. Uh, she had passed away, which kind of dope because I thought she was really good on Phenomenon. She was also good on some other joints. With, yeah. Um, with. uh, She was on Kendrick Lamar EP, right? And overly dedicated, if am not mistaken.
0: But, yeah, yeah, didn't she? Okay, I'm. not. I'm, yeah, what? I don't want to sound messy.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were together. Yeah, and that was. But wasn't
0: didn't was her and Absol have a really good? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah. I didn't want because he dedicated the song to her, the yeah. last song on Control Therapy to her. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, she, wait, yeah. No, so just, just,
1: she, I mean, but yeah, can't can't go without you know acknowledging that you know, I would be remiss not to. She that's was a definitely a, a lot talented and it, it sucks that you know we weren't able to see yeah. that blossom, you know. That, that's a serious situation. I hope people know going through something, talk to somebody. Um and then yeah. also it was also dope to see, you know, BJ the Chicago kid on here and Janae Aiko on here because you know both of them, both of them are an important <laughs> component of um TV okay. sound. You know, both of them are both of them were on several projects. They were on several yep. of their projects. Um, and, and that's that's it's pretty impressive to see that over time they've always kind of like you said, been a part of that um, TDE ecosystem. Um, the fact that they stuck with, they still work with a lot of these same producers. Yeah. Willie B, Tay Beats, Dave Free, uh, Soil Losers, uh, Rocky. Um, I'm not sure about Tommy Black. I obviously work with him. But um, Day Free is still involved. Like yeah. the fact that you know this is ten years, and a lot of these people. If you look up the credits for Crash Talk or Blank Face or Redemption yeah. or even Damn or the Black Panther soundtrack, you see a lot of these same people. And it's really dope that you know often when producer when, when rappers become successful, they often dump the producers to try to switch my sound. So it says a lot about these producers and their ability to adapt and also grow and challenge themselves creatively to keep up with um, yep. what with, with the, with, uh, the artists grow. Um, and last but not least, man, Black Hippie. We never really got the Black Hippie project. Okay. Uh, I know, I remember back in the day, people was talking about, oh, they were going to interview, they so you know, it's going to come soon, and we're going to think about it, and stuff like that. It never really happened. I, I honestly think it never happened just based on, like, their schedule they was legit dropping a tde project every three months uh and they were touring i kind of feel like it never never wouldn't work um and that's kind of one of the things i would i I would like to i would have liked to happen now not so much but it would have been cool to see that because all we would have did was sit around and be like who killed who in the verse um
0: Yeah, 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 that would have been hard. That would, and each of them would have had their own standout song. I think that would have been like, uh, I think, well, it, it I would, I, I don't know how this idea will come to fruition, but I think that Black Hippie album would, in some way, be TDE's like, oh, this is, we're going to show you like the best of our record label type of thing. But then again, here's the In funny a way, thing. Yeah. They kind of did that shit mm-hmm. with the Black Panther album. Because <laughs> they had different songs that... Sh- yeah, they had different songs that showcased each member. Uh, yeah, so except well, for well. Isaiah Rashad, I think. And also yeah. Lance Skywalker. But most of the oh. members oh. like talent. Oh. Now, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think so either, though. So, like, it showcases case like some of the members as well as different people who are once again associated with CDE. they had zakari on there they they had two chains on there they had like a good number of people that are affiliated with tde's like distant family and like bring once again brings back like how how they mold relationships in the music industry and which is one of the reasons why they continue to be like a driving force as we continue into the 2020s like everybody talking shit about kendrick but they're definitely waiting for that next album to drop you know what i'm saying like and also isaiah rashad somebody that i wrote about before when it comes to his mysteriousness when it comes to him dropping projects he's mixing up his album right as we speak so there's a lot of there's a lot of really good content that just continuously comes out of them and they just maneuver and weave in their own fucking way and just I think going back to what we were talking about before I really think that that Black KB album would have been fire it just would have been dope yeah. to kind of see what the sound would have been sonically would it have been kind of what they have created already in the underground scene, or would it be something a little bit more modern like what they've had as the years continued on, uh, but you kind of, like I said, you kind of saw it in the Black Panther project, but you didn't really see a lot of uh, you know, you Yeah, I, I think it on, probably would have been you know,
1: that entire project. I'm talking, I'm talking about pre Good Kid, Mad City, TV. If they did that, it'll probably be something where it's like a schoolboy and J-rock song, or a J-rock and F-Soul song, or then like a Kendrick and Dallas I don't think it would have been all four of them on every single song. Um, I think it would have been maybe been a couple of songs like that, but for the most part it would have been. My thing um, that I really liked about what they were doing was just the creative, the creative approach of what they are doing with their music. My, my guess for this upcoming year is once we can do live venues again, I would not be surprised if we see a TDE rollout of all of their artists strategically throughout the year and they're going to do probably what i've always said they should have done but they're probably just going to line up a tde tour in 2022 um so this year getting ready so i won't be surprised if you see at the end of the year because i only had one tde album last year and that was a reason you know kendra game dropped since
0: 17. the reason i'm dope yeah that shit was underrated too, bro. Like, yo, people sleep on like yo, yo, ever like once again, ever since I heard him in that it fucking was cause, it was and cause, it him was and, cause, uh him either cause the boss, him and one of them niggas, and they was running around the motherfucking studio freaking out. I was like, What is this? And I heard that Lambo shit in the, truck. Car, big big truck truck in the car. I Go was like, okay, okay. CD oh, Lambo truck, whatever yeah. the fuck it was. It was I heard already that shit- done before he had signed, but when they signed him, they put him out. With
1: this okay. new tape, which is his first, okay. like real TV tape, but the, the first one showed that he was raw. It gives you that setbacks feel. He was feeling it out, learning how to, you know, be creative as he wants to be. I feel like he put it a lot. He put it better, um, the new tape. But I, I like the first one as well. I must go back and look. I'm, I'm gonna listen to a lot of TV the next few days. we're going to cover, uh, but I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, This is a great project, man. I really hope that if you're listening out there, you go back and listen to setbacks if you haven't heard it. Um, Some of the songs that I listed uh, weren't not that I listed live again is not on iTunes, so go to YouTube and look up live again. Uh, Another song was fuck rap. It's not on the iTunes. You gotta go to YouTube and Mm -hmm. find it. Um, It's a great project. It really, I I think. People knew Kendrick was going to be a star. And one of the concerns was, like, is he going to be enough to lift the West and lift TDE and stuff like that? Because it's hard to be one person. But I think the schoolboy came up. People was like, oh, no, it's not just him. They got other people talented that can do some stuff. So that was really dope. And I really look forward to seeing what they do in the future. But they continue to do, I mean, we're 10 years in TDE, which is crazy to think about.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this album is almost unskippable. Um, I think this album was a building block for Schoolboy Q's success. I appreciate everything Schoolboy Q has done in the music industry, even though some people don't. We give you that respect. And I believe this is an album that many fans of not only rap should go back to, but many definitely any fans of Schoolboy Q should go back to to kind of see what he's grown from. Definitely, and it's only going to get weirder as we continue because he's happy now. Like he's playing golf and shit. I think that's happy. When, we don't know what the fuck
1: we're going on know with That's now. True, but I always had the impression that that that's when a lot of artists hit like a wall when they would make it happy. And one of the things that I like about TDE is they are not being rushed. To where they have to produce, so it allows them to live life, to figure out what are the next projects. You know, you don't have to put out a tape every year. You know, Kendrick can go a few years. Like you can put out Damn in twenty seventeen, and then do Black Panther in eighteen, and chill, and live life, and have a kid, and you know, and deal with the family. 'Cause they I think they understand I think that's why they figured out they had to build out the roster, yeah. because you can't keep having the same expectations for your, your, your team to drop so frequently you have to, you know, live life to continue to produce their art. That's when you get the scissors and that's when you get the the Sirs and the, the Isaiah Rashads who are younger, who maybe they can put out two albums in eighteen months. But we can't expect Schoolboy Q to put out an album every year no more. No, he has to be successful. He's a millionaire. He has to go through life and figure out what his next song's going to be. Because if you do that, you're going to wind up forcing it and you're going to start getting a lot of trash rap. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it's going to be forced. Or a lot of copies. Look at Absol. Absol. put a project it. in what, four years? <laughs> Yeah, he was. I don't even like Russ that much, but I kind of feel a little gimmicky. But Russ got a a project where he's like rapping, like really rapping, and Abso was on there. Crazy, Bruce. Crazy. He has his Benny the Butcher on there, his Abso on the song, Benny on the song, Premier on the song. i only like five or six songs. But yeah. That's
0: T. Oh, man, I really, I really, man, I really wish Abs Toll can get another like shot like J Rock did. And I'm pretty sure that that could happen if he, if he, if he finds what is the thing that like makes him make music con- consistent like control system. I know I say that in a fucked up way, but I wish that he can make another album. Similar to Control System, I'm not saying sonically, and I'm not saying lyrically or in content, but something of that magnitude. And I think it's taking Absol a longer time to kind of figure that out. And I'm okay with him kind of figuring it out, but I really wish that he can get to that level again because when Absol fucking dropped Control System, yeah, I remember, bro, that shit was up there with Kendrick's mm-hmm. albums, and like people were debating, yo, which one is better? Yo, is Absol better I remember, than Kendrick? Yeah. Like. That debate was definite. We we had those debates, especially with speaks and them in the fucking dorm, bro. Like, like that that shit was crazy. And like, because he came out with these days after that, and like he kind of moved away to, from the the, the 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 conspiracy kind of hotepist, like raps. Like it kind of drew him away from his audience, and ever since then, it's been hard for him to get back. I re- and like. Well, with the reason song that showed me that he can actually do it, we just gotta see it you in didn't the full like, project. Uh, and I have days, not seen that shit like yet. I really hope will. he can make that what, make that pivot back will. into it. The, the, do What That will was decent. Now, like I said, it's been a it's been a minute since I've heard Do is that will. But I definitely went back to these days while I was listening to this. And it just didn't, like, compared to the magnitude of Control System, like, even as somebody that hasn't listened to it in a while, just remembering many of the songs and the moments that came from there. Because I even mixed it with, uh, I mixed it in um, my Aretha Franklin tribute mix. That's on the cloud. Um, I mixed it with that and just remember how dope that song was and how many of the tracks off of Control System was. So just going back to these days, that feeling came to me when I was listening to like the single with Mac Miller and like it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like it was absolute. It felt like he was trying to make this move to grab another audience while he was still with the conspiracy type of thing. And it just didn't work out well. Um, and Do Us That Will moved into like that conspiracy type of direction, but it just didn't sonically do anything for me as much as Control System. Like, that's just still, there's a reason why that song is still played on fucking Grand Theft Auto to this day. Like, that shit is still on the fucking radio station to this day. And it's like, I can't. Yeah, you're right, I man.
1: That was, I was, I, I'm going to play it in a while. i might going need to check it out. Um, is there anything else about this project we didn't cover you wanted to include?
0: Yeah. Shit. I, was, nah, I think we went over it. another gem of the blog era, diverse features, uh changing sounds, interviewing schoolboy cute. No, nah, we're good, man. That's it. Oh, um, do you, do you, I know you don't. I know you're a ghost on social media sometimes, man, but do you, like, do you oh, have shit. anything? God damn. Yeah, oh, gotta shit. Goddamn. Oh, shit. You got to figure it out. See, so tall, this is out there. are going to announce. Yeah, yeah, what you say? Okay. Yeah, we, we're recording.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me like know if I miss anything. So, I was going to um, say, you going to you so tell them you going tell them while we're here? Fans um, now decided that we are going to give away um, a vinyl... To one of our first episodes, um, we're going to give you the details about how to enter the contest, um, and we really look forward to uh, giving to a, a cool fan. Did I say good enough? What do you think?
0: Yeah, yeah, hey, that was good. Make sure you follow uh, our uh, yeah. Instagram, uh, Rec Rep Pod. Um and yeah that yeah, we're gonna yeah, drop the details this, yeah, about that later uh yeah. in the next couple of weeks I'm so to we, just like This our week, page next page
1: like week, us on Twitter so. share it out. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, you know all of that. You got yeah, the passwords, you yeah, can do it too. Do the
0: social media all thing. right, do, anything do else? Do all of that, dude. Yeah, do all of that. exactly.
1: I gotta listen to that
0: too. I uh other than today. that, MF See, Doom mix off the dribble episode twelve bruh yeah now i'm gonna just say this i'm probably gonna drop the original version because the original version is much longer and is much more stretched out but for a 48 minute track it's pretty good you know i was able to mix in some samples mix in some influence what he was able to influence because he did make an influence when it comes to like the blogger and how they were like the diy scene so i got a little weird surprises but yeah man um the uh off the dribble episode 12 the mf doom tribute um on vance b underscore on mixcloud <clears throat> i might drop it on soundcloud but i yeah, don't cuz whatever that DMCA, is yeah do that so fuck dmca stop dmca fuck all I, of I that i saw
1: so. one on dmca you take this f- <laughs> <that, man. laughs> do the thing do the thing
0: um. yo man that's been that's why we can't do rewinds bro because because Motherf- all of these social media platforms, you know what? Fuck that shit. We should just do another, a separate clubhouse or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah, we should do clubhouse in the future, but that's another thing. But yeah, just follow us. Giveaway coming soon. Hopefully, we have merch in the future, but that's that's long and the long. Yeah, there you go. Long. Um, I don't have to worry about that. We ain't going. To follow show. us
1: on social yeah, media. Right. Rec, rec Pod. I probably need to change that. It don't sound too me. social media friendly. And on Twitter. Listen to all our stuff. Share it out with your friends. Um, if you think we had a shitty point, add us so we can tell you how wrong you are. Um, we'll probably tell you to come on the show and prove us wrong. Um, yep. Look forward to more season two. We yep. haven't figured I'm out gonna what we're going the show. to do on season two, but I think it's really cool that we work that in and we find time for breaks. It allows us. I don't know about you, Vance. I'm pretty sure you're the same way. It allows me to just listen to music for fun and not dissecting it. I mean, we still listen oh, yeah. to music for fun for this podcast, but it also okay. just allows us to kick back and I was. I'm telling you, what I don't to. I would listen to no rap. I was to very little rap. I was. I'm not. I'm just a lie. I listened to Pooh Sheisty, who I think is going to be a superstar. Pooh listen, Pooh Sheisty is going to be a superstar. Okay, I can't wait. To hear okay. When Yo, he's so cool good. T- Benny the Butcher verse this year Sometimes, Yes, he is. That guy is going to happen. I'm calling it. Uh, that guy is going to be a, a, Where a, a
0: superstar. Where does that... Um, I, Yo, I love... This is going to sound what? weird, but bro, his vocal patterns on a fucking trap beat. Goddamn, bro. That ten seventeen mixtape, bro. Yeah. I was like, who is this? Damn, drip, drip. It's I was him. like, what the I fuck this is this deep voice? And he I just like rolled over that beat.
1: Oh. He had a dope. Um, Here's a song called The Plan Part 2, which is a great Ooh. story. Um he okay that song like real song to my baby mama, stuff like that, which is cool. Yeah. I like stuff like that. But also like I like it when trap guys get creative. Um, I can't wait to do a trap tape on here. We got yeah. do some trap too this
0: year. Um. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's funny you said that because um, I know, I know Dave. So I did see Dave what Dave said about this album, but I I'm a Playboy Cardi fan. I think I told you before. I'm a Playboy Cardi fan. I, I did listen to uh, uh, a whole lot of Red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, listen, uh, as we I continue, I, I don't uh, understand playboard card. I counted but, up to me just yeah, being, little- you know not
1: 17. Um there's some yeah. track that I get, I get it. There's some track that is like, yo, I don't get it. Yeah. Some of the I, I'm pretty sure Cardi yeah. is more so just yeah. and like Bob's, I guess. I don't know what the what the hell he be saying half the
0: time, which is cool. Yeah. So he... I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you why I go to Cardi because I'm an old nigga going to Cardi and it's weird. But um, the reason why I like Playboy Cardi is because, one, the beats. Uh, the, whoever he works with, like, he got it. He, the way that he merges well with the beats are just dope as shit. And, like, it, it's just an entire vibe that will set your fucking club or your DJ mix to a whole nother level, especially if you mix it in well. I will say that first. The second reason is because I'm not saying he's a good lyricist because I would be, don't take my fucking judgment seriously as a musical critic or music journalist if I say something like that. What? But one thing is, if I'm going to Cardi, I know what I'm going to get. Come on, yo. And number two. Come on, yo. In some ways, yeah. In some ways, yeah. Like, in some ways, yeah. Like, because it's like, you know that you might get the baby shit, you know that you might get some good ass beats, you know what you're gonna get with Cardi, even though sometimes he goes off the fucking rip. And the problem with whole lot of red is that he knew what was successful at the time, and then he kind of he kind of jacks it up to a fucking thousand, and then it comes to a point where it's like, all right, this is a little bit too much. But then there's some songs that has the essence of what makes him good, and then also, I believe, and this is gonna be a debatable topic, but I believe that his rapping or the way that he kind of raps over this beat, is in some case lazy. But at the same time, if it's done correctly, could be. Man, I don't want to hear no jazz cat trap jazz music, cat, yo. But within the trap music, that shit was. I Okay, you don't want to hear that, but at the same time, at the same time, a lot of these other kids that want to hear that shit, they hear songs like oh, "I'm on a lane deck or some shit like that, and they're like, "Yo, this shit hard." Like, like the kids are gonna fuck with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, even with this album, it might have not been as musically good as Die Lit or his self-titled number project, but it definitely reason, did we hit number one on it. Christmas number Day. One don't mean anything even beating anymore. Mariah Carey.
1: These little white kids wake up and stream this shit and then they dictate. I'm not saying
0: I'm not saying it means they anything, but it means what is good.
1: You know what I'm saying? That is not a, <laughs> uh, a, a thing on Cardi. It's the fact that music consumption is different, and you know a lot of these little white kids they can make you see yeah. what is good because it comes up as number one. The kid Leroy, apparently is one of the top screen, stream artists. On Spotify, wow. I don't want to listen to this little white boy try to be. Don't, I don't, bro. Like I, that doesn't do. For me. I don't even. I don't. I'm not a big fan. I mean, I'm not. I'm not getting there because I can't even say what I want to mm. say. I'm gonna leave that alone. but I, I don't even want to hear. I don't want to hear them trying to sound like us and that. <laughs> round. Like, but no, I'm good on that. But I, I'm gonna say what I listened to over the break was some Pooh yeah, T, no. some Fujiano, there's some Baltimore rappers that I like that I went back and listened to. YG Tech, Young Don, uh, Roddy yeah. Brax, some, some local. Up with the local stuff. Uh, I listened to this might be this is non hip hop related. I listened to some orchestra. Yeah, I listened to John Williams. You know what I'm saying? You no, know, John Williams. He does a lot of soundtracks. Okay, and famous, okay so, with I'm the biggie up. About that. Uh, you know what I'm saying some old o- Orion Son, great R&B album came out last year. Chase the Money put out a, a project late mm-hmm. uh, late last year. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of uh, Griselda, of course. You know those, you know to some 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 player stuff. You know what I'm saying? Some GQ. Um, okay. De N- De Niro Ferrar, I like his tape. Okay. He put out another one this year. Uh, I downloaded, I, I got tired of Aaliyah not being on okay. ESP, so I downloaded and put it on my phone. Don't let her uncle find out,
0: you no. Yeah, man, I
1: was trying to diversify what I'm saying because sometimes you gotta clen- cleanse your palate. So, when it's time to come back to this, you, you can come to it with a real appreciation. Well, what were some of the things you were playing when yeah. we wasn't uh talking about this?
0: Yeah. So usually I don't like, of course, because I got to look for music and look for different artists to cover. um, I'm not usually listening to like rap albums all the fucking time. I usually try to take a dive into other genres of art, of, 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 of sounds, or a lot of fucking remixes, because the samples that are being used through a lot of these remixes take me back to the original song. And then I usually add those to my playlist. Also, if y'all fuck with the playlist, go fuck with that too. But um, lately, I've been listening to a lot of CD, uh, S-E-E-D-E-E on SoundCloud. I've also been listening to a lot of Austin Mills. Um, Bandcamp, I've been listening to uh, my homegirl Aisha, uh, also DJ Ice Cold. That's her DJ name, Uh, her, uh, uh, shit, I'm going to fucking the name up, Natural Phenomena EP, which is really dope. It mixes uh, her Indian um, heritage with, like, electronic music, with, like, like, with trap bass and stuff like that. The shit is dope. And then, like, the second song off of the project, like, has, like, this fucking Baltimore, like, breakdown. That shit is hard. She actually DJed in the DMV, and she, like, she like, Really cool, really cool people. So I've been listening to her stuff. I've been going back into Flaming Ghost's projects. Um he has like an 80s kind of vibe, but mixed in with like 70s old Japanese samples, and like he also mixed Dylan inspired beats as well. That shit was dope. Um, yeah, and then a lot of lot of different mixes, Thunderstone Radio, selection radio. Things of that matter. I kind of go everywhere with the shit. Uh, But there's also like major projects that I listen to. Kid Cudi, whole lot of Red, the 1017 mixtape. But still, that shit still get bangers. Came across um, Mulatto's verse on uh, Meeting in My Bedroom and the sample that was used. Of course, Meeting in My Bedroom by I think Silk. That shit was hard. So like, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit everywhere, bro, but you know, I definitely... Oh! And also I went back to this song called, uh, this album called Sonic Wave that I covered like a couple years back. Like, yeah, yeah, that shit was hard as well. So, yeah, I'm a little bit weird with my shit, but I try to dabble here and there to Look for music that might be upcoming stories, but then also look for different oh, you know, you. ever-changing experiences. Uh, I think that's a wrap for the week.
1: Anything else you want to start? Oh, follow us on Twitter, all other bullshit. Anything else? You, anything else
0: you want to uh shout out before we end this? Yeah, all that bullshit. Uh rest in peace, MF Doom, and uh we hope y'all safe. Uh don't uh make sure you mask up. Uh, oh, oh, fuck the Red Hats. Fuck all of you Red Hats. I saw a motherfucker cry in the goddamn airport. Sir. They're calling me Natural Terrorist. That's because that's what you yeah, are, bitch. Where's your father, airport, nigga? nigga? Fuck you. That shit
1: is hilarious.
0: Hell yeah, your bitch ass ain't going nowhere, bitch. Oh, and you probably dirty and you musty and you got sketches on and you try to hop over a fucking gate where you could have just goddamn go up the goddamn steps because the cops just let y'all niggas in. Oh, by the way, <laughs> the Capitol cops getting fired and niggas resigning. Fuck all of y'all. Oh, man. Oh. It feels so good to be on the other side and say, oh, where are their fathers? Oh, where their mom at? Oh, they're there too? Oh, where where are the previous generations? Oh, it's a whole racist generation? You know what? It makes sense. And Y'all just trying to run away from from the the reality that your white privilege is running out and we coming right back on your ass. Fuck you!
1: And
0: fuck Uh, DMCA too. I'm sorry. Yeah, gang, gang.